This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast that takes a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we recap the NCAA Cross Country Championships with head coach Danny Feldman. Plus, we talk to a pair of rookies who are making an immediate impact for their respective programs. And we look back at a win over an Ivy League opponent for the men's squash team. All that and more coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The Bates men's and women's cross-country teams competed at a snowy NCAA championship Saturday on the campus of Michigan State University, with the women matching the best finish in program history in 14th place. Meanwhile, the men finished 22nd, their best finish at NCAAs since 2012. Head coach Danny Feldman recaps the meet, which also saw women's senior captain Jill Richardson become the first two-time All-American in program history. Well, what a weekend for the Bates Cross Country Program there uh, in chilly East Lansing and snowy East Lansing, Michigan. Danny Feldman with us here on the Bobcast. And uh, first of all, I mean, just take us through the weather. Uh, I saw some images. Uh, there was definitely snow on the ground. What was the course like? How did it go? It was really cold. It was really windy. And uh, there was a little bit of touch and go with some of the, the conditions on the ground. But nevertheless, the the Bobcats prevailed in, in my mind. Yeah, certainly a big weekend. I mean, what were some highlights in your mind of from what you saw from your teams? On the women's side, some some real resilience. We had a couple of the women go down early in the, the very beginning of the race. And, you know, usually our women are really good at getting into position from the beginning, but we couldn't see them to start. And uh, fortunately, they were able to make their way to where they needed to go. And by and large, you know, we, we finished where we thought we could, which, you know, tied for the best school finish uh, ever. And then on the men's side, the men got out really well. And it was it was very clear that certain teams just did not show up. And the the Bates men and women absolutely did. And to me, that was the biggest takeaway from the weekend. And then for the women, obviously, Joe Richardson, All-American. She's the first two-time All-American in women's cross-country history here at Bates. I mean, this is your first year coaching uh, the Bobcats. What more can you say about what she's been able to do during her time here? Yeah, I mean, she's been in many ways the the North Star for not only just the women's team, but the men's team as well. And, you know, she had a great race, but I know she was a, a bit bummed because she was one of those uh, women that that fell at the start of the race. And, you know, she had to use a lot of extra energy to get back to where she needed to be. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but, you know, had she not taken the spill, I think the, the outcome for her individually would have been a, a bit different. And in terms of taking this bill, do you, what, what what happened there? Was it um, the weather conditions? Was it just the pack of runners? Or yeah, I think it was a combination of both. There was definitely some some icy patches, but also when you have two hundred ninety five women all you know going in the exact same direction at an all out clip, uh, unfortunately, some people can can fall, and a couple of our women were were victim to that. And so, th- despite falling, being an all American, I mean that's a that's a that's a great comeback really right absolutely and and i don't i can't stress enough how hard it is for a team let alone an individual to be really great on a on a national championship day there's so many factors that are out of our control uh, but the fact that she went back to back as an all-american you know there's 
there are not a, a huge number of women that have been multi-time cross-country All-Americans. And then on the men's side, I mean, they came into the race ranked 24th, right? They got 22nd. So clearly, you know, playing above their ranking. I mean, what were some highlights from what they were able to do? Yeah, I think that the men got out really well. And I think that that was important because all the times were going to be slow. And sometimes when people are hearing times, they start to overthink things. And the reality is you saw a lot of other teams start to wither as from mile one to mile two to mile three, that I think all of our men felt like they were in, in pretty solid positions. And, and we also had a couple of guys that it was their first ever appearance there. So I think, you know, as, as a unit, they really showed up, but it's, it's really promising considering that five of the seven guys are coming back for next year. Well, and then uh, the two seniors, obviously, Ryan Smith and Eli Besh dining. And um, what can you say about their leadership this season? I mean, Ryan obviously really, I think, finished quite strong this year, didn't he? Yeah, uh, it was pretty darn spectacular, those two seniors. I know that um, they've had a lot of change over their four years at Bates, but the fact that both of them uh, showed up on the highest stage, I think, speaks volumes, um, not only to this year, but setting the tone for the the future years of, of distance running at Bates. Excellent. And then, well, I guess any other thoughts you want to share on the meet uh, there out, uh, out in Michigan? Anything's kind of you learned from this experience? I mean, I, you've been there before, I imagine, not Michigan necessarily, but to the national meet. But what do you learn about your teams, you know, uh, year one here as a Bobcat? I, the, the biggest thing that I take away, Aaron, is how much stronger we are as a team when we have both the men's and women's team heading out to nationals. I, I think it's, and I know that the teams have made it to nationals before, but I think that they were more separate entities um, in in the the past. And just seeing everybody just gel together, I think it, it allowed everyone to just feel a lot more comfortable being at a place where there's a lot of pressure and everybody wants to do well. And I have told the kids throughout the entire season, the best teams are the loosest and the most confident. And it seemed like everybody was having a good time. There was, you know, no real issues or concerns and they embraced the the snow and weather because what else could we have done? And now you go from a head coach to an assistant coach, right? Because the track and field season getting started. Tell us about what your you know thoughts are on track and field season coming up. Uh, obviously, the first meet's not until January, but I'm sure the training uh, is well underway, right? <laughs> yeah, so everyone's taking uh, two weeks off just mm -hmm. to uh, recharge. There are a couple of individuals that are going to ride the, the strength from the running that they um, accomplished during cross country to see if they could get in a, a fast time at uh, Boston University the week after Thanksgiving. But I'm really looking forward to working with Coach Johnson and all the other uh, track specific coaches. But it's a it's a fun endeavor because there's a lot more uh, opportunities for individuals to run different races that isn't just eight thousand and six thousand meters. And um, it's also going to be in controlled climate, so I'm not going to be freezing anymore. Yeah, control climate for the indoor season, at least, right? Until we get to outdoors later on. But uh, Danny, thanks so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Congrats again on just an excellent season for the cross-country programs. I appreciate it, Aaron, and I hope you have a good Thanksgiving break. The men's basketball team defeated St. Joseph's College of Maine last Wednesday by a score of 77-76, to with junior Stephen Ward getting the eventual game-winning bucket with less than three minutes remaining. Ward finished the game with 13 points on 6 of 8 shooting as the Bobcats even their record to 1-1 one one on the young season. We caught up with Ward at shoot-around Tuesday afternoon at Alumni Gym as the Bobcats prepared for a 7 p.m. road contest 
at Southern Maine. Well, we're talking right before you guys are head down to Gorham to take on the Huskies here, but let's go back to Wednesday, St. Joseph's. You were able to do a lot there in the low block. Tell me about that game and what was really working for you. Yeah, uh, so usually I feel like I'm an undersized big, and, and uh, I feel like I just kind of took advantage of, of, for the first time, having size over a defender. Um, so early in the game, I, I just I had this mental thought that I was just going to take on you know whoever was guarding me, whether it be their, their five or their four, because they were switching a bunch with me. So, uh, you know, first possession, I just saw the opportunity. I, I wanted to see if they could defend from the outside, and uh, I attacked and I scored, and from there on, you know, I, I just had a bunch of confidence stacking the room. Yeah, was that one of those games you kind of were licking your lips coming in like this is a great opportunity? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> I'm used to playing these guys 6'8", six, 6'9", six, yeah. guarding me, so yeah, that's, that's definitely an exciting game for me. And then you had the eventual game-winning bucket on the offensive rebound. Uh, it was like three minutes left, but take us through that play and able to crash the glass like that. Yeah, no, I, I initially saw um, I had a mismatch down the post, so I, I looked for a seal on Steph, and then... You know, Steph just blew by his defender, kind of sealed the guy off. So I knew that if he missed, you know, I was getting the rebound, and that's exactly what happened. So I know I just tried to put myself in a good position early, uh, and, and it worked out, yeah. And then take us through um, the dramatic uh, final play there, Trace making that defensive stop. <laughs> yeah, you know, Trace, you know, he's been, he's been busting his ass on uh, defense the last, like, three weeks. So yeah. it's good to see that finally pay off from um you know, so yeah, I don't know. I don't think there was there was much thinking. I, I think we just kind of went out there. We knew what we had to do, and and Trace took care of business. Tamir got the steal, and, and it was a good win, good first win, good confidence builder. Excellent. So you're from Boston. Tell me a little bit about growing up and when you started really getting serious when it came to basketball. Yeah. So initially, I was actually like a hockey player. Huh? Um, ended up going to the YMCA with a, a bunch of my uh, friends. Get into a little uh, house league in West Roxbury, and. Um, you know, from there on, my brother, he was actually a big influence on me uh, playing for the high school. So me and him would play one-on-ones from probably the age of like 7 to 15. I don't think we were allowed to play one-on-ones anymore. It got too uh, out of hand. My dad my dad wouldn't let us play. So um, he definitely pushed me a lot. My older brother was a big influence on me to kind of be the player I am now, too. He's, he's, a, he's a hustler. Uh, he puts it all on the floor. So I learned a lot from him. Did he play in college? Uh, no, he actually was a soccer player mostly. But Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But he gave it all, his all every time? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. yeah. Excellent. And then uh, what made Bates a place for you coming up from Boston? Um, you know, it, it's I was just looking for a good education. Yeah. Um, definitely looking at NESCAC schools. And, you know, Bush is, Bush is a great guy. He's a guy that I could talk to for, for hours um, and really relate to. And um, I don't know, I, I just kind of talked to him with my AU coach, and he was like, I think this is a great spot for you. And, and I agreed. I love my visit. And so I decided that early on that this would be the college I was going to. Terrific. And then, um, you know, last year was your quote-unquote rookie year as a sophomore. Yeah. So what did you learn about the NESCAC that you're going to apply when, once you get the conference play this season? Yeah, uh, yeah. last year was was, was definitely interesting. Um, personally, you know, I just I just tried to go out there and, and do the little things and um, kind of rebound the basketball hustle and stuff like that. And it, it's a big league. It's a they can shoot the crap out of it in the league. Sorry about that, but um, they can. So, um, you know, I just got to make sure that I'm getting my shooters open and I'm rebounding and getting those second chances. Uh, but I'm excited this year to expand my game a little more than, than just wrestling and rebound and maybe get a couple buckets. Yeah. yeah, and then at six foot six, again, yeah, sometimes you are asked to guard guys who are a few inches taller. So, yeah. what's your approach to that? Um, you know, it's, it's not height, it's all heart. So, yeah. my dad's always told that, my brother's always told me that. So, you know, if I want it more, then I think I'm going to get it 90% of the time. Excellent. And as a team as a whole, you know, coming off that victory over St. Joe's, obviously a goal is obviously maybe to close games a little bit better. What are some other goals you guys have? Um, I'd say, yeah, closing in, definitely just defensively, you know, uh, making sure we're locking up, defending, getting rebounds. You know, if, if we can do that, then 
offensively, I don't think there's many players or, or teams in this league that can stop us. Um, so I just say locking in early on defense and, and making sure that's going for the whole 40 minutes, not just the first 20. Well, you mentioned offensively. I mean, what's it like working with guards like Jameer Primer and, and Steph Back to what they're able to do? Yeah, it, it takes a lot of weight off our shoulders for sure because Steph can get downhill. He can hit shots. You know, they really have to focus on him. So guys like me and, and Trace can just kind of like find open spots. And we know that Jameer and Steph are going to find us if we're open. They're not like greedy players at all. So And they trust us, which is great. So having Steph and Jameer on the offensive side is, is a big help for us this year. All right, by the time people listen to this, the game will be underway down in Gorham. What are some keys tonight? Uh, I don't just play as hard as we can, yeah. rebound the basketball, use our size to an advantage. Uh, that's about it, yeah. All right, Stephen Ward, thanks so much. Thank you so much. The women's basketball team head to Boston over the weekend and picked up a pair of victories, defeating Brooklyn College 74-59 and Medgar Evers College 89-36. First-year Elsa Delario had a terrific weekend, making all five of her shots from the floor in the win over Brooklyn and tallying seven points to go along with seven rebounds against Medgar Evers. For her efforts, Delario was named the main rookie of the week. Elsa, first of all, your background is obviously interesting because your mom is a famed Bates alum and a former boating coach, now head coach at Dartmouth, Adrian Scheibel. So you grew up in a basketball household. What was that like? I mean, I've just obviously grown up with basketball around me, having my mom be the boating coach. I grew up around that team and sort of like grew up in the NESCAC, I guess you could say, and, and saw how competitive that was. So I knew like when... I was growing up playing basketball like that was my goal I wanted to play in the NESCAC um so yeah it's been crazy so far being here I was curious did you get a lot of coaching from your mom or did she let others coach you perhaps she coached me a little bit and she still does obviously (laughs) she she'll tell me um, a bunch of pointers after games stuff like that which is expected but yeah, she never was a head coach of mine. I think, yeah, she wanted to give me space in that area. And then when it came time to choosing colleges, chose Bates. What mm-hmm. was behind that decision? I mean, obviously my mom went to Bates, yep. and so I knew of it a little bit from that. But then just coming here, visiting the campus, meeting the team, it was so special to me, and everybody welcomed me so much, and it just really made me want to come here. And last year, obviously, with Bates winning the NESCAC, I mean, as a senior in high school, how closely were you following that year? So closely, yeah. I went to a lot of the games last year. Um, I didn't really get to go to any tournament games, but it was so exciting watching them win, and it just made me so excited to come here and play with the team. And what's the adjustment like through, you know, three games uh, from high school Mm -hmm. to college? Obviously, the first game of the year, big challenge right away with Tufts, right? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy the first game. Um, But honestly, it's been – I think I've been adjusting well because – just because of how um, the team has helped me and the upperclassmen are really good at giving feedback and – making all the first years just feel um welcome and they hype us up like it's just such a great um team to be part of and you know head coach Allison Montgomery obviously uh you know coach with um, coach Scheibel's uh back yeah. in the day at Bowdoin and everything what's what's she like as a head coach here it's great to have her as a head coach again like she just gives such good feedback and um I mean, it's probably the best coaching I've been under just because of how much she loves the game and she wants to win, obviously. And 
um, just all of the coaching staff. It's been amazing just how much feedback everybody's been getting, and I love it. And, and you've known Allison forever, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little crazy like that. <laughs> In terms of, like, you know, goals the team has set, you know, what are, what are some thoughts on, like, you know, some of the things the team is looking to improve on, you know, as we mm-hmm. move along in the season? Obviously, a home game this Sunday against WPI. Yeah. yeah. Very excited for that. Um, I think big focuses for us are really pushing in transition and rebounding. We lost a lot of players last year. Um who helped us in that area. And I think we've been doing well with that so far. We just have to keep that up and really keeping our intensity up. And you're obviously a rebounder, obviously. Six yeah. foot three? Yes. Right? Yeah. When did you get that growth spurt? Um, I've been kind of tall my whole life, honestly. Like, um, I've always been the tallest kid in the class. So I don't know. but So you've been playing center your whole life? Basically. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for rebounding, what's kind of key in your mind to having success in that regard? Because obviously you'll be playing some zone defense this year, so it's a little mm-hmm. tricky, right? Yeah. Just, like, second chances, especially, like, for offensive rebounds, I think that's huge for us. And just defense in general, I mean, our toughs game. I'm pretty sure that we rebounded pretty well in that game, and... Although Maggie Russell, obviously, she had a great game. But um, just one thing to improve on, our defense, and keep that up. I think that will raise the intensity of the game and bring the energy up. As a post player, you know, who are some players um, in the world of basketball who you kind of look up to and try to model your game after, perhaps? Um, I really like to watch the Stanford women's team and Cameron Brink. She's a big post and I love watching her play. She's amazing. And yeah. So Stanford's a team you've watched yeah. a lot? Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. Why 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 them? Uh, they they've always been pretty good, I imagine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I guess I started following them a couple of years ago when mm-hmm. they were really good like they won the the national championship. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't really know. I just I really like the way that they play and all of their players are great role models, and they're just really fun to watch, honestly. Bates does get to play Bowdoin a couple times each year. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts on that game when it comes? Will, will it be weird? It will definitely be weird, especially, I think, playing in their gym, mm. um, just because I've honestly grown up there, just watching practice, going to the games, everything. But I'm really excited. I think it's going to be fun. Great. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share on kind of your first, you know, three games here as a Bobcat? <laughs> yeah, it's just been so much fun already. The team is so great and competitive. Um, we've just had a lot of practicing going on, so we're really ready to get some games going. Sounds good. Bobcats are back home this Sunday against WPI at 1 o'clock tip, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So come on out to Alumni Gym for that. Elsa Delario, the main Rookie of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Speaking of impact rookies, First year, Max Corey shined in the bait swimming and diving team's first meet of the year, a tri-meet at Wesleyan with the Cardinals and Wheaton College. The Bates men swept their opponents, and Corey helped the Bobcats win a pair of relays. He also won the 200-yard freestyle and let a 1-2 Bates finish in the 100-yard freestyle in 46.79 seconds, the 10th fastest time in the 100 free in Bates men's swimming history. Max, first of all, your first collegiate meet. I mean, take us through the experience of going down there to Wesleyan and competing and getting a sweep there for the Bobcats. Uh, yeah, I had a really great time. 
Um, first collegiate meet, it was it was loud. It was a lot of fun. Um, I come from a pretty small club team in California, and so usually when we would go to big meets, I'd be all by myself, but not this time. Um, yeah, it was just, it was really loud. I did probably my first real big relays, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I just had a really great time. Yeah, I know swimmers often talk about how relays are, are kind of, you know, their favorite races. And obviously, you guys won both the 200 medley and the 200 freestyle relay. So take us through those relays. And, I mean, are they the most fun for you also? I, w- I was really nervous. It was really nerve-wracking. My relay start is still really rusty, so that wasn't very good. Uh, two free was the the last event we did. And I was the second leg, um, and I was not ready when I had to go. So my, my start was really ugly. But we pulled through, had a really great time. We well, yeah, those 200 free and 200 medley. I mean, it's just 50 yards for each swimmer, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's that like to have such a sprint like that? Um, yeah, those are my favorite events. The 50 is yeah. my favorite event. Okay. Um, in relays, it's really fast because you get the relay start as well, which is faster than a flat start. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. There's no breathing, which is really rough. I really remember my last 50 of the, the meet. Um, I, I, I couldn't breathe, right, because it was a 50. And in my head, I really wanted to breathe, but I knew the coaches would yell at me. So it was, it was a really fun time, but it was, it was nerve-wracking. So in the medley, were you, were you freestyle? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. And so freestyle, that's your basically, that's your, that's your event kind of? Yeah, I do pretty much only freestyle, a little bit of butterfly. Gotcha, okay. So growing up, how did you first get into swimming? Obviously, your older brother was a great swimmer here for Bates. Both my older brothers swim. I have an older sister. She swim as well. Okay. And so I just kind of got pulled along into it. I mean, how did freestyle kind of become your event over the years? Over COVID, it was kind of weird because we didn't have meets for mm-hmm. a while, right? So I, I didn't really know how good I was at something. And then at our first meet, I did the 50 free, went super well. And then I'm just like, oh, it's, it's kind of the easiest event. It's my favorite event. And then I just stuck with it, kept training for that. And then kind of what made Bates a place for you? You know, coming from California, obviously your brother went here, but you knew you wouldn't be in the same, you'd be able to be on the same team because of the separation. But kind of what made you want to come to Bates also? Um, so my brother introduced me to Bates. Mm-hmm. Um, I came here for a trip. I met the team. I met the coach. And just the, the atmosphere on the team is way different from all the other teams I went to. Um, everybody was super welcoming, super fun. They didn't take it too seriously. Nobody was trying to, like, really pressure me into going. Um, and it was just I had a way more fun time here on my trips than I did anywhere else. So it was kind of the obvious choice for me. And then in your first meet, you were able to get into the – uh, top 10 all-time uh, in the 100 free at, in Bates history. What does that mean to you to be able to do that, like, right away? <laughs> um, it's pretty cool to get there right away. Um, I'm feeling pretty ambitious this season, so I think I'm definitely going to jump up. Um, I think that first meet, a lot of us were sick. We had a four-hour bus ride coming in, so it was definitely not optimal conditions for, like, you know, it was the first meet. Yeah. There's going to be some, some bumps. Um, so I think it's only going to get better. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling great this season. I think I'm going to do a lot of great things. Excellent. So, I mean, you know, being in your first year in college, what were some big adjustments you had to make, you know, from high school and whatnot? Um, my last year of high school for swimming, once I committed here, I, I was kind of a bum. I, I, I practiced like four times a week. I would skip really often. I would just hang out with my friends. Um, now we're doing nine practices a week. We're getting in the weight room a lot. Before coming here, I, I never went to the gym. I would just swim all day. Mm. Um, and so that's a really big change. So <laughs> I remember, um, I think yesterday during practice, some of the guys were asking me, oh man, Max, you, we didn't see you last night. Where'd you go? And I was just like, I went to bed. I'm just always tired now. And they're like, oh, that's college. So that kind of stuck with me. <laughs> it's, it's really true. I'm, I'm always tired nowadays. So you're learning your way around the weight room a little bit. Then. Yeah. 
Gotcha. What's that experience kind of been like? Who are you, any guys like helping you out with that yeah. and whatnot? All the senior captains, yeah. just the seniors in general. Um, they're just really helpful. They know what they're doing and they they help me get through it. Great. And then I mean, obviously, you know, for the men to get a sweep, obviously to start the year, I mean, was everyone pretty happy with how the meet went? And in, in considering all the adversity sounded like in terms of coming down there and whatnot. Yeah, um, I think in general we had a really great time. Um, nobody was going their fastest, but we just had a fun time. We did pretty good. Everybody's really excited for Maine State, which is next next Friday, I think. Yeah. Um, we're going to get some really good swims there, I think. So it's going to be a lot more fun, I think. It's only 45 minutes away in Colby, so exactly, it's going to be yeah. a lot better. And you have the train trip coming up, which mm-hmm. I know is uh, – I mean – Swimmers often talk about it. Has your brother told you stories of the training trip and whatnot? Everybody's been telling me stories. <laughs> um, from what I heard, it's two to three practices a day. It's in Florida, so beautiful weather, but it's going to be rough. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of scared about that. It's going to be a lot of training. Well, and outdoor swimming also. Yeah. Uh, that's a little that's a, much different than you do here, obviously. Um, I'm from California, so yeah, I, yeah. This for me, indoor swimming is weirder. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to get back to Florida, be able to swim in the sun, have a have a nice time there. Yeah, certainly. I mean, uh, you know, being from California, are you ready for the winter here? Um, everybody's been telling me about that. You know, it was 18 degrees walking to practice yesterday. Yeah. Felt fine. Yeah. No biggie. <laughs> no I'm biggie. sure I'll be fine. Great. What's Coach Casares and Coach Williamson been like so far to work with? Um, I mostly work with Coach Williamson, mm-hmm. um, Vanessa, because she runs the sprint group. Okay. Both of them are they, they're really supportive, really great. I've been having a great time in practice. I always feel like I can ask them questions. or It's not as, as tyrannical, I want to say, as I imagined mm. college swimming would be, right? It's like it's a, very, it's a give and take. There's a lot of great stuff going on. Great. You mentioned you're obviously hoping for some big things this year. Do you have any specific goals in mind for yourself? Um, for myself, I've got a lot of, you know, just times, nothing, yeah. nothing like specific. But um, for, for the team, I really want to get a relay to nationals. I know we missed that, or a men's relay to nationals. Mm-hmm. We missed that last year. Um, I'm not going to let it happen this year. We're, we're, we're going there. <laughs> Excellent. Well, great first meet of the year. Max Corey, our male Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much for joining the Bobcats. Really appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for having me. On the women's side, junior Grace Wenger was named the NASCAC Performer of the Week after she won both the 100 and 200 freestyle races on Saturday and impressed in the butterfly as well. She is the women's program's first NASCAC Performer of the Week since 2015. Well, Grace, first meet of the year for the swimming and diving program. Tell, tell us how it went from kind of your perspective, you know, first competition since uh, the NCAA is there last March. Yeah, no, it was great to get back in the water. Um, we had a lot of really great swims all throughout our team. Uh, we had a couple people out, but it was great to just see everyone, get everyone together and get a good meet in. Any uh, races stand out from your perspective? Um, we had a couple people go personal bests for the first meet in the season. Emmy Pike, mm. big shout out. Um, yeah, so that was just great to see. Energy was great on deck, yeah. And then for you personally, what were some of the, I mean, you were in multiple races, obviously, and you, you won a couple there, uh, the freestyles. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about how it went, you know, for you personally, I guess. Yeah, no, it felt great. Um I haven't gotten to sw- swim a really good 100 in a while, so that was nice to get to do that. Um, 200 was good, too, and one fly felt good. So, yeah, all around pretty happy with it. A tri-meet like that, Wesley and Ann Wheaton, what was that like to have you know two teams there instead of just a dual meet like you normally would have, yeah. right? It's always fun. It's always interesting because you kind of never really know where you stand because you score a couple points on this team, you lose a couple points with this team. So it's kind of hard to keep track of everything, but it's good to have – it was nice to have a bunch of people on deck. It was a good first meet, I think. And for the team, obviously, last year, obviously, you know, had a lot of success for you. You were you were the maximum seven-time All-American, right? So, how do you? What are some goals you have in mind? You know, to you know, follow up on what you were able to do last year, right? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I mean, Nationals is definitely a big goal for me. Um, I'd love to see us have a really solid team at Nationals again. We had a great team last year. Um, and just we have that top 10 um, goal in reach, I think. So it would be nice to crack into the top 10 in the country. That would be great. Yeah, absolutely. And then in terms of times and whatnot, I mean, you're already the – you know, the Bates record holder in the 100 and the 200-yard freestyle. But um, do you have any, I mean, time uh, goals like breaking 50 seconds possibly in the 100? Is yeah, that something you think that about? Is, that yeah. is definitely a goal for me. <laughs> um, just looking at where I was last year and this meet, I think I'm set, um, I'm set up pretty well to do well this season. So I'm hoping I can, like, kind of keep that momentum going and knock out a couple more best times. Yeah, throughout the season, when do you see the speeds really start to pick up? Is it by NESCACs or is it earlier? Yeah. Yeah, usually around NESCACs. Um, we usually have s- some people drop some pretty fast times at Main State. Mm. So that's a week from Friday. So I think that'll be a really exciting meet. Um, but then other than that, yeah, NESCACs is the big one. And then the Main State meet, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that because that's coming up fairly soon. Mm-hmm. Not this Friday, but the following Friday. Right. A lot of swimmers get to score there, right? Because yeah. depth is really important. Yes, yeah. Depth is very important. And at least at this meet, we had a lot of great touchouts and a lot of people – fighting for those like third and fourth and fifth spots, which I think is going to be really important for us in this season overall. And so last year was, you you were a sophomore last year. It was basically your rookie year. Right. So was it like, I mean, is it, do you feel like an upperclassman right now? Um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, I would say I do. Mm. Um, just cause I have had a lot of time with this team. Um, and we have like some great captains and stuff this season so they're making it just that much easier to be a part of this team yeah well you mentioned yeah emmy pike she's one of the captains yes. right yeah. so and you, she had a good meet this past yes. weekend she had a great job yeah tell us a little bit about her i guess what le- her, her leadership and everything she just is a constant ray of sunshine she's just positive radiating positive energy which is absolutely the best thing you can have on deck off the pool deck she's just an amazing person to be around and a fantastic swimmer Excellent. And then, um, you know, tell us a little about your majoring in biochemistry here at Bates, mm-hmm. right? How's that going in terms of your major? Good. It's going well. Um, yeah, I was here over the summer doing an internship with Baxter Brewing, so that was super fun. That's right. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that was super fun. Um, I'm loving my classes, loving my professors. It's going great. Yeah, this, the Baxter Brewing internship, you have a presentation you did or coming yes. up, or when is Last it? Last Wednesday. Oh, how'd that? Tell us about the presentation you did. It went well, yeah. yeah. It was... Pretty chill. I was just presenting my research from this summer to a bunch of people in a pub. So like, (laughs) um, but yeah, it was really great to, it was nice to have kind of a culmination of that because I feel like my internship was so long ago, Mm. but it was good to finally like finish it up. What was your research focused on there? Um, I was doing research on IBUs, which are international bitterness units in beers. So I was like measuring concentrations of different molecules in beer samples in Bonnie. In Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And how, so how do you, like, would you bring it back from – how does that work in terms of relationship with Baxter? And everything? Yeah, yeah, I would just, like, drive to Baxter. I got, yeah. like, a big case of beer cans. I'm also 20 years old, so this was really fun. And I would just walk <laughs> in with, like, 
24 beers, just walk into Bonnie, and I was like, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> so you're researching beer when you can't even drink it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then, um, so, yeah, bio, that's about as fun as a biochemistry yeah, internship gets, exactly, I imagine, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, in terms of uh, kind of, you know, goals for this year, we talked a little bit about, you know, breaking 50 to 100 or whatever. And um, anything else on your mind, kind of what you want, want to see from the team sort of, you know, going into training trip coming up uh, the next month, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good um, question. Like I mentioned, I'd love to see a really good Nationals team. Yeah. Um, I think we can definitely place top five at NESCAX this year. Um I'd love to see us win a CBB title, but we've been trying for that for so long. But mm. it'd be nice to see it happen. And that would be beating Colby in the yes. dual meet and Bowden in the yeah. dual meet. Yeah. Right, yeah. So it's kind of a tall order, but I think we can do it. I uh, hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and Peter mentioned that you know, you did graduate some key seniors from last we, year. Yes. And so um, yeah, yeah. do you feel a little bit more uh, pressure on your shoulders a little bit or no? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean... I always just go in and I'm just trying to do the best I can. Yeah. And like I mentioned, there are a lot of people fighting for those third, fourth, fifth spots, which is going to be really important because we did graduate a lot of really important seniors. But so I feel like a lot of it's going to fall on those lower score, quote mm-hmm. unquote, lower scoring places. But it's going to be a very, very big team effort if we want to do that. Yeah, and looking at the schedule, kind of, you do have more home meets this mm-hmm. year, which is fun. I mean, you got Dartmouth coming in, you got Middlebury, yeah. you got Tufts. Yeah. Um, so tell us about, you know, competing against Dartmouth, because that's a, that's a program that um, has, they I think they dropped swimming and brought it back or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they did drop their program, and then I don't know exactly what happened, but they, like, found a new coach or something mm. happened. But, um, yeah, it'll be good to have them here. They're a fast team, though. <laughs> so it'll be some good races. Yeah. Looking some f- good competition. Yeah, looking forward to competing against an Ivy League opponent. There. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Should be interesting. And then, yeah, so as we mentioned, so home, three home meets this year. Yeah. I mean, you, you had one last year. Do you remember what the environment was like? It was so fun. Yeah. It was our senior meet. So yeah. everyone was just so excited. Um, it's so fun having home meets because then you can have all your friends come out. Um but, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to having a bunch of home meets this year. That'll be in January. So, yes. well, Grace, any other thoughts you want to share on the first meet of the season we haven't got to talk about yet? Um, just a big shout-out to everyone. Everyone did a great job. Um, and it was great to get back on deck with everyone. Awesome. Grace Winger, the NESCAC uh, Women's Swimming and Diving Performer of the Week. Thanks so much. Thank you. The squash teams head to Brown and Trinity over the weekend to start the season. The men picked up a 7-2 win over their Ivy League foe on Saturday, with senior Jonathan Walker picking up the decisive victory at the number three position. We caught up with Walker on Zoom to talk about the match and his time as a Bobcat so far. Take us to the match going up against a school like Brown. They're a club team now, but still a lot of guys who were on that varsity team, right? Yeah, you're right. So they were officially club this year. We So we went into that match thinking it was going to be really, really close because Bates, for one, has never really had any success against the Ivies in squash. So we well, we went in knowing they were beatable. Um, we didn't get a chance to play them last year, and we are pretty angry about that, but... We're glad we got to play them this year, and we went in. We went in hungry. We went in like just we wanted to win really badly for that just like reputation for us to, to base beat and Ivy, and I think that really drove our team to like the massive victory. We had the seven two was like not close at all, and I think just everyone on the team was just so motivated to just take down an Ivy. Great, and then take us through your match specifically. How did it go from your perspective? My match, I well, this is my first time playing um in the top three in my four years of Bates. 
Um, that came from like a summer of like doing a lot of um, a lot of hard work, a lot of work, a lot of time with Rai or back at school. And so I was kind of nervous because I had never been this high on the ladder before. I was kind of not doubting myself. Am I good enough to play three? And I knew, and we went to knowing that their top three were going to be like exceptional players. Like they are, were going to be very, very good. And I went in thinking, I have nothing to lose. My first time playing three, let's just go out there and try my hardest. And I went out there really competitive, really hungry for the win. And I'm really happy I got to pull it out. Well, are there any like turning points you sense in your match? I mean, do you get that feeling as you're playing that, oh, I've got the edge now, or does that not happen maybe? I, it, it def- I definitely realized, because um, a squash, like I'm on the court, it's just me and my opponent. I can literally like hear him breathing down my neck when I'm standing in the middle of the court. So I can very much tell like if he's frustrated, if he's tired, um, what's working, what's not working. And I think just halfway through the first game, I was like still, still angsty, still a little nervous about what I just said before. And then I just realized, like, wait, I have this guy like, like pressured. I have, I, I am like, I definitely have the upper hand. This and then suddenly, like, I lost that whole mental. Am I good enough? And I was thinking, I'm going to like destroy this kid. <laughs> and I just, and so yeah, I went in there and just got really, really just hungry for the win. And I, I actually was our fifth win. So I, I, I was one who secured the win for us. So that, that was, that was great. It was a great feeling on there. Awesome. And then you guys do have some home matches coming up. Uh, December 2nd, hosting Navy. And then December 3rd, Connecticut College. And December 4th, Franklin and Marshall. So uh, you'll enjoy the Thanksgiving weekend. And after that, back to business, right? What are your thoughts on these home matches coming up? Uh, we're very excited for these home matches. Um, this season as a whole, we've primarily home matches. So... We have definitely have an advantage over a lot of teams this year. Well, that's a tough weekend. Yeah, three matches in one weekend. That's really, really tough. Uh, I think I think guys are prepared. We had a pretty tough preseason. We prepared for matches like this. Um, we had challenge matches a couple of weeks ago where we played like we played Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just like to anticipate what the season is going to be like. And as far as these teams go, the Navy, they are literally a military team they're really really strong really really fit and they, de- they definitely have that over us but i think guys are really prepared guys are anticipating the level of, of strength that's going to come with those teams and as far as other matches go con college we've um, historically been like a far superior team to them um i'm not really too nervous i think that's going to give the guys a chance to like to really stay focused against when playing against a weaker player just try not to drop your game and as Franklin and Marshall being our last match of the weekend, the guys are tired. Guys had a lot. Guys are really tired. Legs are heavy, and that team is ranked higher than us. And I, and I guarantee, guys are still going to come hungry. They're not. They're not really going to care about the fatigue from the weekend. We really, really want to like go up in the rankings. Our goal is to beat as many teams ranked above us as much as we can this season. And FNM is one of them. FNM is extremely beatable, and I really think the guys are going to come really hungry for that weekend for sure it's interesting yeah because the rankings obviously there's there's rankings of teams and there's also rankings of individuals do you when you when you're coming to a match do you try to like ignore the ranking of the individual you're playing or do you take a look at it <laughs> uh i completely ignore it yeah uh, it it's it doesn't have any relation to how good the play actually is i i found my my four years of playing college squash every match i've ever played is hard there's no one person that's phenomenal that's just going to destroy me and there's no person that's going to be like a walk in the park every match is just going to be competitive 
and I have to be able, I have to be able to bring my A game to every match. And as a senior with all with my experience, I think um, I'm capable of doing that from all the matches this year. Well, speaking of seniors, there's three of them on this team, right? It's you, Juice, and Sultan. Tell us about this trio because you guys came in, you had a season, then you had a year taken away, and now you're back for these final two years. Um, it was being your senior year. So, what's this group gone through, kind of through four years here at Bates? I guess we've gone through the first season together, and that was kind of an eye opener for all, all three of us. I think we all went in like very excited, very, very just passionate about squash, and then realize that college squash is no joke, no joke at all. And the season's hard, preseason's hard. And then when COVID took, it, took that away, I think it kind of um, took away that drive from us for us a bit, having a year of just no competition and just practice. Uh, I guess we kind of got demotivated for a year. And then junior, senior year, I think we just kind of, we came back together and we realized like, this is our, like, our last shot together. We've, three of us have been best friends since day one. And we've, we've both, we all three of us have experienced the ups and downs of the program due to COVID and due to just winning and losing and the intensity that is playing in the, in the winter and in, in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we're really excited. We're really close. Um, we definitely hold each other accountable. We, and those, those three are like my ride or dies and my, my best friends. I'm very, I'm very excited to have one last year with them. Terrific. And then tell me a little bit about growing up in Jamaica, right? Um, how did yeah. you first get started playing the sport growing up? So I've, I've always been a racket sports guy. Well, my family has been a racket sports family. My mom has played badminton at a very competitive level. She's gone to the Commonwealth Games, the Pan Am Games. She represented Jamaica on many, many different occasions. Uh, my dad, in his own respect, has played tennis for Jamaica and has coached um, our national football, little soccer team. So he is. I've grown, I've grown around racket sports. I started with tennis. Uh, I started badminton as well. My mom just kind of made me play <laughs> uh, tennis. It's standing out there in the beating southern Jamaica is is really hard. <laughs> so I didn't want to do that. Badminton. I, I always knew I wanted to go to college and like, and school in the states, and I didn't really, I didn't really think badminton was going to bring me there at all. So. I kind of make a family, a unilateral family decision that I needed to find a different sport. And my sister actually started squash because her friend played. And I went to so one of her practices, saw it, uh, just went on court for fun, started hitting the, hitting the wall, um, saw, saw some, noticed some talent, and just kept going with it. I fell in love with the sport. How old were you when that happened when you first? I was 10. 10. 10. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then you went to high school in Connecticut, is that right? I did, yes. So I went to um, a boarding school in Connecticut called Suffield Academy, and that's where I there I actually ran track and ran and ran track and played squash. Mm. And I had to make a decision if I wanted to go to college for squash or track. Actually, and I I think I chose the more fun option. No offense to the track team at all, <laughs> but I had a lot more fun playing squash and running track. Well, and you may you probably run more playing squash anyway, right? You're running all over I, the court. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do exactly. Yeah, I, I I wish I could um measure like distance traveled in a squash match. I definitely could with like an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or something. Yeah, I don't have one, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a good thing to look at. What was the transition like going from Jamaica, where it was you mentioned hot a lot, and, and yeah. to New England, where it's it's not <laughs> during the school year? <laughs> the, tra the transition was tough. Um, I kind of expected the cold weather. Um, I guess wore layers bundled up. It it was tough. It was tough. It was 
really hard to adjust. I think the more the harder thing though was definitely the lack of sunlight though. Mm. I know the temperature I kind of got used to. I was like, okay, I'll wear an extra layer today. It's it's cold, but I think just the sun go like setting at four o'clock. That's what really that's what really got me to be honest. And it still gets me every year. Every year, beta gets surprised when it's set when the sun's setting right before practice. Yeah, yeah I, I feel the same way. <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, I guess any other thoughts you wanted to share, kind of on you know this season so far, and some of your goals you have moving forward and whatnot. Yeah. Um, for the season, I'm really, really excited about this year. Um, as far as our, our team goes, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, I think we have a lot of talent in the team. I think Rai is an like, exceptional coach, definitely probably probably the best coach I've ever worked with. I think if any of the guys just put some time on court with him, like solo-wise, like he could turn you to like a phenomenal player. I think that's he did with that's what he did with me. And I'm yeah, I'm really impressed by the talent we have by our first years. And I think they're all, they're only gonna get better as they get more experience, get stronger, get faster on court. And I think this year being a home season and being my final year will be a very, very fun and like very competitive year for the squash team. We hope all our Bobcast listeners enjoy the Thanksgiving break, and we'll be back next Tuesday to recap a week of basketball action with the women and the men playing a doubleheader on Sunday at Alumni Gym. That's next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, 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 Bates.